What's up, guys? Welcome back. Workplay Obsession Life in Jiu-Jitsu. So check it out. I'm here at the Compound uh, in Silver Spring, Maryland. You guys can see we changed up the format a little bit. I'm pushing everything to YouTube now. Um, I was doing Facebook Live, but I realized a lot of people came back and said, hey, we don't reach out too much on Facebook. So YouTube Live, guys. We're going to stream all the videos from here. It'll be easy for you to get. Subscribe to the channel, guys. And then anytime something new comes up, you'll have the information, right? Um, we're about a week away from the Trap BDJ Invitational. We'll also be held here at the compound in Silver Spring, Maryland. That's May 11th. Guys, we're going to have three mats of action, white belt through black belt, some brown and black belt super matches. whole event's going to be live streamed on the Trap BJJ YouTube page. It's going to be great, guys. Um, pretty excited. We did our audio-visual checks last week. Uh, everything's good to go. The live stream's good to go. Uh, we're going to have commentators on. And it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Cash prizes, uh, bonuses for submissions for the uh, for the champion, um, everything you could imagine. Um, also coming up, guys, is uh, Grappling Industries will be on May 18th. That's in Frederick. Uh, another great event. I'll actually be out there. I think I'm working uh, for part of the for the day out there. Not sure exactly what I'll be doing, but I'll definitely be out there. So come find me. Um, before we get into the interview, guys, let me apologize. My my, my voice is a little bit raspy today. Um, we were out partying. It's Friday, you know, having a good time, and uh, I overdid it on the voice. So, um, yeah, my man's coming right now. So uh, once he gets on the set, we'll uh, we'll kick it. We'll kick it in the interview. Oh, there it is. Man. There it is. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, my man? What's going on? Oh man, Some I love you guys. Uh, may have met Pi before, maybe not, but. We'll let you introduce yourself, and then we'll run right into it, man. All right. Pal Srika Chorn. Um, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for probably 11 years now. Three-stripe blue belt, which is a pretty damn shame, but uh, stuck with it. Um, had some uh, things going on, some injuries, but um, also the owner of the compound, uh, BJJ Muay Thai and Kabatos out here in Silver Spring. Um, you know, just out here just trying to do it and give back to the jiu-jitsu community. Great. Thanks for having me on here. No, no, thank you for, for having me, actually, to sit down and have this conversation. So, guys, first of all, tomorrow, uh, grand opening event tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, depending on what time you watch this, I'll put it into time, actual time. It's uh, May 4th tomorrow, so May 4th, the grand opening here. Guys are going to have a large open mat, food, drinks, music, uh, camaraderie, all the good stuff that you look for um, when you go out to train, guys. So if you have the opportunity... If I get this out before that happens, you know, make it out for the open mat. If not, still feel free. They run open mats on Saturdays right now. Saturdays. Um, so you can come by Saturday. What's the time on that? 12, 12.30 until 2.30, 3 o'clock. It's really all just depends on when people show up. So there you go. <laughs> so if you can't make the grand opening or maybe this gets out to you a little bit late, we're going to have uh, – they have open mats every weekend. So you can always come in. Meet the guys and gals, meet the instructors, train, roll a little bit, and check out the place, man. This place is beautiful. Um, if you don't see it now, because all, we're just sitting in front of the logo, tune in on the 11th Trap BDJ Invitational on YouTube. You'll see the entire place, guys. We'll have all the mats going, bleachers, everything. It's going to be the full, the full shebang. I'll be walking around doing a little video. So enough about that. Let's get into uh, what I wanted to ask you about to let the yeah. people know. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about your background first. So not specifically your background with jujitsu, but your background growing up okay. and where your passion for uh, martial arts, uh, where that came from. So uh, I grew up in, I'm born and raised uh, Temple Hills, Maryland. So I'm a PG County boy at heart. Um, and I bounced around from school to school, um, just really kind of growing up down there. So uh, my introduction to martial arts, I can remember it vividly, man. It was funny. Um, back in the day, it was um, Junri Karate. Okay. And I'll tell you how that came full, full circle later on. But So Junri Karate, back when it was like Channel 4, you had A and B channels. Um, there was this commercial, and there's a, this little kid, and he was standing up to this big dude, and he was like, nobody bothers me. And he would kick him, or he'd do whatever, and that's that was the commercial. That was a okay. tagline. So uh, I was like, man, I'm trying to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we couldn't afford it. So my dad was like, I remember my dad telling me, he said, um, no. He said, um, if you could roundhouse kick me in the face, then uh, I'll pay for the classes. And I was nice. like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Challenge accepted. Yeah, right, right. So, um, so I, you know, I just kind of picked up where I could. Um, being my dad's Thai, my mom's Filipino. My dad was real big into the Muay Thai stuff, so um, we had this VHS tape. It was literally just called Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like black and white, old school Muay Baran uh, music and like videos of guys like literally in capri pants with their hands taped up, doing stuff, and I was like, oh, I wanna do that, yeah. right? So I started doing that, um, but it wasn't really accepted in PG County. So it was like, the big thing was boxing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, one of my mentors in life, um, and he's kind of like an honorary uncle, Buddy Harrison, um, he's been boxing his whole life, um, was really boxing, you know, from when he was a teenager. So, you know, he taught me some boxing, you know, my friends did boxing, so we boxed a little bit, right. you know, with them and, uh, you know, just kind of stuck with it from there. Um, I got into really wanting to do martial arts and specifically jujitsu um, because Looking at UFC 1, which is like what inspired everybody. Yeah, that's where everybody makes reference to. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um, it was watching like the smaller Hoist Gracie right. beat the bigger people and being, you know, the only like non-black kid yeah. in PG County, um, I was getting picked on a lot. So that was like really inspiring to me. So like when me and my best friend Sean would, we'd like play wrestle or we'd play fight, I would always catch him in like body triangles or like right. shit like that. And um, he'd be like, man, it sucks. And his big guy was like Tank Abbott. He was always just trying to knock somebody okay, out. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that was Tank style. So, yeah, yeah, right. So my whole thing was like, nah, man, I'm I play passive because I'm the punk, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, so that's how it started, man. And uh, so obviously, you know, um, didn't do any jujitsu, man, up until um, I enlisted in the military. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in Afghanistan in 2008, and uh, I remember, man, I was in I was in the Neil Roberts gym and this dude was uh, hitting the bags and he had UFC gloves on, like four ounce gloves. I'm like, dude, this dude's working. Yeah. And I saw him with another buddy, they started rolling and I'm like, hey, uh, is that jujitsu? He was like, yeah. I'm like, can you teach me? He was a blue belt out of Team Rock. Right. And, um, and, uh, but back then, back then, you know, a blue belt was, was yeah. I'm not saying it's not anything, but it's different than now. Now oh, yeah. the proliferation of jujitsu is, it, it has proliferated so much, like back then, a lot of schools didn't even have a black belt there. People didn't nah. even roll with black belts at the time. Yeah. So back then it was like, oh, it was a big like, deal. Yeah, this is a and really big what deal. What was funny? I'm just trying because I don't want you to be like, oh, he was a blue belt. No, no, no. He was. He was awesome. And I mean, he was. He was like two and one MMA at that time, and you know, he was going on, and, and you know, out of the goodness of his own heart, you know, despite 
you know, working 12, 13, 14 hour shift, you know, he'd go and he'd hit up his, uh, you know, his professor back in um, Fayetteville and just be like, <coughs> what should I teach today? So that's how nice. we got into it. That's, so I did that for cool. like, yeah, for like four months, man. So big shout outs to Ruben, Ruben yeah. Soul, um, man, he kind of introduced me to it. So that's how I got my start, man. Nice. So let's go back to what you hit on. You hit on the, the, the bullying uh, part aspect yeah. of it, you know, growing up and dealing with that. How has that influenced what you plan to do here at the compound? So um, it's a big thing. So uh, in addition to the bullying, right? So I mentioned like with Junri Karate, um, we couldn't afford it, yeah. right? So yeah. um, it was really disheartening um, knowing that it was just tough to get into something organized other than boxing, you know? And um, so with here, um, obviously being jujitsu is our like kind of our primary thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then Muay Thai obviously second, but um, we wanted to get kids um, the opportunity to come into a place where the gym didn't look at them like a member. Right. Right. So that's our biggest thing. Right. I don't want like, man, I know it's so, so cliche to hear people say, um, like, oh, man, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But I honestly, honestly wouldn't like even my kids. I got three kids. Every single one of them, I tell them, I said, look, you, I will never force you to compete. Right. ever but i will always force you to train yeah. no matter what because i don't want them to go through that so i want the kids here to be able to have that opportunity and that outlet and have it not so like commercialized and and nickel and dimed because yeah. um, parents can't do that man especially in today's age we're like more busy um and then i wanted to make sure that when they came to a place it wasn't it's a big risk right yeah. so this this gym is a big risk man and uh I wanted them to see like, okay, I can be in a nice place and it's cool, it's hip, and it's not a gimmick and I'm learning stuff. So that's that's our big thing. No, that's great. Case, I mean, man. I know we've talked about it. <clears throat> we've talked about it before and, and having the, the ability to, to provide that um, that for, for children and to make it not so exactly like you said, so they're not just a, a number in the place. It's not just, uh, yes, you are a student, but you're not just a student student yeah. you know it's like this is it's a it's a family right we're bringing everybody in we, we care about each other we want to know where you where you are how you're doing in school and, and things like that so i think For that's sure. great i think that's great i, I think um sometimes that gets lost you know and um but i think you have that in the right you guys have that in, in your hearts here so let's talk about um programs yeah. So what programs do you guys currently offer? Man, we offer all kinds of different programs. So, <laughs> like, so I'm, just, I'm happy about this, right? So I'll be real. Yeah. So I'm happy and I'm nervous. Yep. So I'm a first-time business owner, um, so I'm coming in this game humble. Yep. Uh, veteran. Right? I'm a veteran, yeah. Yep. So a uh, veteran. Um, but uh, so we have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is kind of our number one thing. Uh, Muay Thai uh, is our striking art. But we actually just added uh, Judo. Okay. Um, we had a, a great judo um, coach out here. Um, found out he's also a veteran. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, we have that. Uh, we have yoga. And then um, one of the things that uh, I know that we share this as well, obviously, both being military and, and especially you with a you know, police officer uh, for a spouse, um, the combatives part, man. Yeah. The combatives part was, um, was really, really um, important to me um, coming from the community. Mm -hmm. I was at, um, so I can't remember who told me uh, this, but he said, uh, he said, the military has a lot of people that can shoot really well but can't fight. Yeah. And I, that, that really rung home to me because I was like, that's true. Yeah. It's true. So I want to make sure that, you know, 
we provide military and law enforcement with the opportunity to train in a place that's realistic and they're not being taught like how to play guard or how to do uh, tripod sweeps or, you know, like those things obviously situationally are going to yeah. work, but yeah. it's mostly like we, I want to be able to have a facility and have a platform to bridge the gap between Absolutely. somebody who wants to recreationally or even competitively do jujitsu or Muay Thai and say, okay, well, here's the next step. And especially for the military and law enforcement people where today, like the stigma is so bad it's so much more important, I think, now to teach specifically cops yeah. how to fight and how to control somebody so that the worst case scenario doesn't happen and they're in a, in a, put in a predicament where they feel that, okay, my life is legitimately in danger over something that maybe could have been controlled. So No, so you bring up a couple of good points there. And um, so let me rewind a little bit. So initially when we started, when, when we started Work Play Obsession, that was, that was our mission. That was our mission. Our mission statement was, Bridging the gap between uh, traditional martial arts and combatives for law enforcement, uh, military, and uh, first responders. So that was our original mission statement, and but the same concept where, um, you know, we have people that train in schools and they train the sport and some self-defense, and then you have the military who was training very specific scenarios. Um, and I wanted to bridge the gap because there's techniques and situations and mindset that's involved with both of those yeah. um, that, that need to come together. But you hit on uh, something that Matt Larson always brings up. So that's probably who you heard it from, from Matt Larson. So yeah, probably. Shout out to Matt Larson. Um, <laughs> so what he says is it's a great, great story that <clears throat> I've probably heard it a handful of times because it's so powerful when you sit down with a group of military folks and you tell this story, almost everyone in the room will say, huh, he's right. Yeah. So what he says is he's like, if you walk into a group of military people and you say, Who's the fastest guy in the room? Everyone will point and say, oh, Joe's the fastest guy in the room. Okay, who's the best shooter in the room? Everyone will turn and say, oh, Steve, he's the best shooter. And you say, okay, well, who's the best fighter? The Topaz. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. But they say, hey, who's the best fighter in the room? Yeah. And it goes silent because they don't train. So it says that immediately shows you where their values lie, where their training is at. They run all the time, so they know who's the best runner. You shoot all the time, but they don't practice fighting, so they have no idea. Yeah, you know, and, and and sometimes he leads with that, or he gets to it with that after the first lesson, and people kind of sit there and they say, "Wow, we need to probably step up our training a little bit." You know, it's very powerful. When I heard it the first time, I was like, "Bang!" Yeah, no, it hits. It. it hits, and, and you know, to play devil's advocate, right? So I kind of get, I get the argument. So they say humans are more important than hardware, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's one of the soft truths. It's like soft truth number, soft truth number one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And uh, man, I, I steal quotes, right? I steal, I steal things from people, so I, I can't take credit for it. But I remember somebody saying, um, the Air Force and the Navy, their weapon system is generally speaking gonna be an aircraft yeah. or an aircraft carrier yeah. or a missile. Whereas your ground fighting forces, your Marines and your Army, the, the weapon system is a human. Yeah. So I thought about that when it, in relation to combatives, right? Or to fighting. And um, I thought, I was like, okay, well, I see where the rub is. And I remember in 2008, Admiral Olson, I believe it was Admiral Olson, um, he had put out a memo to all of SOCOM. He said, um, mixed martial arts is banned for SOCOM members. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I remember being just learning jiu-jitsu. I yeah. was trying to join Team Rock in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, 
they're like, look, you can't do it. I'm like, no, it says I can't compete. And they're like, no, 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 because if you get hurt, you're non-deployable. Yeah, exactly. So with regards to what I was saying, you get that rub where it's like we want – there's this fine line. I want you to learn how to fight, but I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah, and, in a, and in a thing like combatives or jiu-jitsu or even shoot, Muay Thai, yeah. you get a concussion or, man, you roll your ankle yeah, or you're you out. get you're, you're out. Yeah, yeah. You get a, a blast double and yeah. you land on your knee. You're gone for seven, eight months. And, and that's the challenge, right? Because, because commanders – a lot of commanders don't support it from the beginning. Yeah. And now once you have an injury or two, it's like, nope, scrap the entire program. Yep. So just to go back for a second, just to throw a plug, uh, shout out to uh, West Point, go Army, beat Navy. But um, when you brought up, it's a recruiting pitch that they actually use at the, at the military academy, United States Military Academy at West Point. They say, hey, if you go to Naval Academy in Annapolis, you'll see, you know, ships, and photos of ships yeah. and things like that. You go over to the Air Force Academy, you'll see photos of planes and science and development it's like you come here to west point you come up to the military academy at west point you will see statues of people yeah, man. because the army is about people yeah. you know so that's that's one of their big things and it reminded me of that when you when you said that um, it's real man it's because really that's real. where yeah that's where the value and i'm lies. speaking as an air force veteran like, <laughs> like i love the air force i mean you know the air force is great man it's a strategic deterrent but man I, I, it, the truth of the matter is is that that airplane it's about that airplane it's about that missile system. So it's interesting. It's interesting, and 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 I love I love all the programs you have here. Um, it's great to be able to bring someone in and say, "Hey, this is where my interest is." But then also another day, you introduce them to something else, yeah, and they get that little bit of they get a taste of it, and now they're training and everything. You and know? that's how it's and been you had here that too. holistic that holistic approach to training, which is a, which is really what you need anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, Tony Blower likes to say, "Don't confuse technical for tactical," right? And and, and what he means there is. You know, sometimes you have this unconscious bias, right, where your mind thinks, hey, I'm always going to headbutt this guy. You know, I'm always, yeah. that's your favorite move. I'm always going to headbutt this guy. Sure. So that's your unconscious bias. But then when the shit hits the fan, your mind's frozen because you're confused. This technical, I'm always going to head, headbutt this guy with tactical to getting Man, off at all. You ain't lying. Punch, kick, <laughs> I, whatever. You don't, you're not doing anything. You're waiting for the opening for the headbutt. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is a good scenario of. A guy comes in and jumps off his motorcycle. Hey, you MFR, you cut me off, you piece of shit. And your mind is like, I'm going to headbutt this guy. Word. But you didn't realize that he's got a helmet on because he just got off a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> because your situational awareness say, is in the ah. <laughs> So he likes to say, you know, don't confuse technical for tactical. And that goes back to uh, sticking with only one mode of training. Because now in my mind, I'm always looking for, you know, I'm always looking for the drop Sayanagi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I hear you. I hear you. All the time. And I miss the foot sweep that's right there, you know, yeah. or the arm drag, or just to push him off and move. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, drop Sanagi. I got to get in there, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> very hard. <laughs> or even just pull guard. <laughs> I like how you mock the, tri the tripod sweep. So, for the record, mm -hmm. people, oh, he man. mocked the tripod sweep. But let me tell you something <laughs> the tripod sweep, I, te I teach a tripod sweep in combative training for one reason. I teach it from the flash knockdown. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I like to tell a guy because. You don't always get the opportunity to get off first. I mean, that's the intent. But the flash knockdown, that for some reason your situational awareness was in the toilet, and, the guy, and you get it, but you wake up just enough in time, there's that split oh, second yeah. opportunity where it's there. It's a funny little thing, but no, so I have shown it to people before that. I, I brought up tripod <laughs> sweep only because <laughs> I just learned it yesterday. <laughs> so it's the freshest move. 
<laughs> I've got yeah. that in the balloon sweep. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, <laughs> of the tripod sweep. But, but anyway, I want you to get back to your feet is, is goal number one. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, get back to your feet. <laughs> um, so what's next? I mean, what I know you guys have the grand opening. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Trap. The Trap uh, BJJ Invitational will be held here. Yeah. Uh, May 11th. Pretty excited for that. Um, any big events lined up after that? No, man. You know, uh, as much as I want to do events, like I was just talking to somebody about maybe getting um, Dwayne Ludwig out here. Nice. Right. I'm like, nice. that'd be great, right? And I thought about it. I'm like, okay, we're brand new, yep. right? The truth is that we're brand new. We don't have um, we don't have enough people for me to spend on the fancy things mm-hmm. that ultimately, I know you'll, you'll learn a ton from Dwayne Ludwig. You'd learn a ton from Fabio Giorgel yeah. or from Lucas Lepre or from any of the local black belts here. For me to put on a big seminar event like that um, is more so to be, in, at least in my eyes, it's more for publicity. Right. Right. It's to get people from any gym out here and say, hey, look, you know, uh, I've got a big name here. At the end of the day, the right thing to do is to invest back into the program. Yeah. So if I have a $2,500 fee, a $3,000 fee, a $6,000 fee for like your big names out there, if you're Danaher's and your yeah. whatever it is, it's, I could take that money and put it into something to have a core program here for the members so that when we are able to invest that 6000 7000 whatever it is, that they are so much more, uh, I guess, built on a foundation yeah. that they take more from they it rather than, Absolutely. yeah, rather than, you know, I mean, we know, right? Yeah. You get the one stripe white belt who immediately is like, hey, look, uh, so about the outside Senkaku to yeah. heel hook, uh, can you transition from that, from a scissor sweep? Or, uh, yeah. It's like, ah, dude, can you pass a guard yet? Can you break a guard yet? Can you hold posture? So um, that's what I, I think the right thing to do is not put on big events unless yeah. it is a trap, invitational. Um, more so just uh, uh, invest back into the, yeah. into no, the people. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. No, I think that's good because um, you're right. Sometimes <clears throat> sometimes without that foundation, you you don't have the opportunity to get as much out of, out of a seminar as you you probably should for the yeah. amount of money and time that you're you're putting into it as as an individual, right? Because these things all cost money. Um, so once you build that foundation and you have that more awareness, like I was telling these guys, this, I was telling some guys this morning that I was training with down in Virginia, that you have that that tunnel vision, so to speak, right? And you only see the technique itself. Yeah. You don't see the rest of the the rest of the transitions that are there. You don't see all, alternate grips or. Oh alternate. yeah. So I'm like, hey, you're just pounding away at this one technique to bring in someone that's teaching. There may be uh, positions you've never seen before. And how are you going to drill that when you're, you're going to be completely lost at that point? And I feel like it's almost a disservice to, to them, you know, for, for the amount of money they're paying and the time. So. Yeah, it's that, you know, and, and like you said, right, those details, right, the grips. Um, something simple like, hey, four, th- four fingers in, thumb up. Yeah. Or four fingers in, thumb down. Yeah, That's something that... When you're, man, brand new, it's like, I'm just, I mean, how do I take that dude down? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, not to no, say that, no, it's, yeah, it's, not it's to great. say the seminars are worthless. Obviously, yeah. I man, I think, I mean, I've as a white belt, I took a Lucas Lepre seminar. I took, you know, a Fabio Giselle seminar. I took seminars, but and I, I got a lot of it. But um, I just think that for, personally, as a business owner, I think the right thing to do is invest in the members first. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, it's solid. I mean, I, I I can't argue with that. I think that's a, a great 
great, great plan. So, you know, we just already asked you nothing else. Um, we hit all the big stuff that's on the schedule, big things that are coming on, classes, instructors. Anything else you wanted to hit on? Anything else? It, it, open mic for you, man. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about? No, it, I appreciate right? it. No, you know, um, there's nothing in particular, right? It's it's mostly I'm humble, man. I'm humble in this game. I'm, I know that I'm a blue belt, right? Coming into um, the martial arts game uh, really, really, I guess you could say early in in your martial arts career. So um, I want people, especially local um, jiu-jitsu schools, to know that um, I'm not here competing. Yep. I'm here trying to provide a positive outlet for people. That's it, man. Um, you know, I've lost friends to crime, to drugs, and uh, I've been, you know, in situations where if I didn't have somewhere to, good to go or if I didn't have um, – like a good core group of friends, uh, I would probably have gotten in trouble. And the way I see it is that if I can give a place that's cool as hell, um, we play dope music, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what no. I mean? Um, it's it's a cool spot and it's a chill vibe. Um, and it's not overly like overbearing to where it's like, man, every time I go there, man, I feel like my, my shirt starched. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like that's, that's what we want to do here, not necessarily compete business now as a as a business owner man if that is what works awesome man it's it's great i hope we can grow this place to five six seven eight hundred students like that's the goal as a business but it's not as much about the business to me i have a day job yeah um as long as i can pay the bills here as long as you know my 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 wife who's running the program shots out to rita (laughs) Um, she's running the desk. She's running, I mean, everything administratively. Um, thankfully, I have friends um, in the community that are helping promote it. Um, I've got a great instructor in Ale, um, Alexander Bueno. Um, you know, my cousin Jay is helping with marketing. Great partner in Pasha. Um, and I got great friends, you, JP, and, you. you know, people like that that, that aren't. I don't know, this is a rant, man, but like you, you get people, you feel, you know that they're happy for you, but on the sly, they're like, man, he ain't never going to make it. You know what I mean? It's like, we ain't never going to make it anywhere if we can't be there for each other. You know what I mean? So uh, it's like, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you know, go together, right? There you go, guys. I think that's, that's a, that's a great, great no right there yeah and there's plenty man there's plenty and there's plenty for everybody man that's because that yeah no i was gonna say because that not only serves for the gym as a business but it stands for people as a community and it extends to jujitsu as a team yeah you know you can bring in one grappler and they can train to be the best by themselves or you can bring in a team where everybody learns and builds off each other yeah i think that's great jujitsu is the biggest one i think uh we can talk forever. I think we need to cut here so yeah. we can make a part two. Yeah. Because we talk all the time. I know we can know. talk forever. We can, man. Um, so I think what we'll do, we'll cut this. We'll get it out to the people. I want to get it out soon. And then we'll do it. We'll just do another part two, man. Let's and do it, man. I can talk this all day. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'll know shut can. up, man. I know we can. Yeah, Thank dude. you for having me out. I, I really appreciate it. it. Thank you for having us. Uh, May 4th. I got to check my watch again. Open uh, Grand opening. May 4th. One to four. If you can make it, if this gets out before tomorrow, 
Um, we'd love to have you. I'm gonna try we to got, get it out tonight. I'm gonna run home. Try to get yeah. it out tonight. Uh, we got food. We got open mat, man. It's just gonna be chill. Um, if you didn't make it, man, you missed all kinds of food. It was the best. It was the most epic, tremendous, grand opening for a jujitsu gym you could have ever imagined. Sorry you couldn't make it, uh. <laughs> guys. As a close out, Trap BJJ Invitational, May 11th here, Compound Silver Spring. Check it out. Work play obsession. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Sometimes Snapchat, not really, but it, it exists, so you can check it out. I ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah. You can check it out. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time, keep grinding.